Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Welcome. It's indisputable. I'm your host, Rashad Richard. Good to be with you. We have a lot on the agenda today. Breaking down news of the day, none other than Sharon Reed, anchor and amazing commentator. Should be a remarkable breakdown. Top story of the day, former President Donald Trump is going to be indicted. He's going to the pokey, perhaps. Let me give you some background because this is interesting. Governor Ron DeSatan out of Florida said, listen, I'm not going to utilize my gubernatorial power to stop the extradition of Donald Trump. Okay, well, that is within your authority, sir. Let's get to it. Florida Governor DeSantis served notice on Monday that he would not use his powers to block the extradition of Donald Trump to New York if the former president balks at turning himself in following the expected indictment. Previous reports have indicated that a Manhattan grand jury will in fact hand DA Alvin Bragg exactly what he wants, an indictment related to the former president's part in paying hush money to adult film star Stormy Daniels before the 2016 election. Is this not ironic? All of the trash talking that took place during the first election for Donald Trump. He attempted to basically say she's a nobody. She's a nothing to him. They clowned her, so to speak, on television during press conferences. Even local sheriffs started to harass her at various, let's just say, adult entertainment establishments across the country. It was her who was deemed to be in violation of an initial contract. Now it is Donald Trump who seems to be in violation of a criminal code. There's more. Attorneys for the former president have indicated that he would willingly turn himself in for fingerprinting and an arraignment. The arraignment may take place next week, by the way. But there are worries the unpredictable Trump would balk at being processed with the New York Times Maggie Haberman reporting that Trump is very anxious about what he would have to go through. Okay, Um, yeah, everybody who goes to jail typically is anxious about incarceration, anxious about indictment. Uh, They're not comfortable with it, not something they would prefer to go through. Uh, But I thought Donald Trump was a man's man. I thought Donald Trump was a tough guy. He's not even going to actually go to jail. What is he balking at? And it is okay if he decides to basically ignore the warrant 
or the arrest affidavit. Why? Because we have something for that. It's called pick his ass up and put him in jail. That's what you do to regular people. The Constitution provides no extra protections for an ex-president of the United States, none. Why? Because those who framed the Constitution understood what absolute power would do. While they were flawed in many ways, they understood that absolute power does corrupt absolutely. If you have presidents who are above the law, you no longer have a president, you have a king. You no longer have a democracy, you have a monarchy. That is why they provided no extra protection for a former president of the United States. If you could not get him while he was at the brink of power, you could get him afterwards. There's more. Should that be the case, DA Brad will have to ask, according to the narrative, will have to ask Florida to extradite Trump to New York. And DeSantis, presumed to be the former president's chief rival for the 2024 GOP presidential nomination, would need to sign off on it. According to Zach Anderson of the Herald Tribune, DeSantis will not intercede, telling reporters, and I quote, we're not going to be involved in any way after criticizing the Manhattan DA. Now, Trump, you picked your friends and you picked your enemies. You wanted DeSantis to be an enemy. That's the one person that you need now to sign this or not. Isn't it, isn't it ironic? Signatures, once again, while uh, before he wanted Mike Pence to not sign something, now it's DeSantis. DeSantis also took a shot at his GOP rival, telling reporters, and I quote, I don't know what goes into paying hush money to a porn star to secure silence over an alleged affair. I can't speak on that. The former president urged his supporters to rally on his behalf. It's time, Trump wrote, we just can't allow this anymore. They're killing our nation as we sit back and watch. We must save America, protest, protest, protest. Here we go. Now remember, it is the Republican Party, conservatives who are the ones who will hop on fixed news. Say things like uh, the black community has to take responsibility for their actions. They will dismiss the dynamics that lead to unequal or inequitable outcome. But then when it comes to a well-connected, rich, powerful white male, all of a sudden, he bears no responsibility for any activity he has engaged in. When are you going to address the fact that the man paid off an adult film star in violation of law? That's just for starters. Sharon, thoughts here. Well, they're not gonna address it. And as he calls for protest, it reminds me of when we had that insurrection incident, Dr. Ritchie, mm -hmm. January 6th. Remember that, I think we all do. Susan Collins, you were wrong, he didn't learn a lesson. At and all. he's not learned one now. And it is fitting that now he does need the man he refers to as a meatball. He needs a meatball to mm -hmm. save him from extradition. If it comes to that, and I believe Dr. Ritchie, correct me if I'm wrong, you have many friends 
who do this sort of thing. They can pick him up anywhere, right? It could be Mar-a-Lago, yeah. golf course, McDonald's. When they want him to come in, he's got to come in. Yeah, that's how it works. And let's hope the Manhattan DA does exactly what he needs to do in order to secure this all the way. Okay, the cops mock a black man who committed suicide. And what I'm about to show you is going to highlight the reality of insensitivity inside of police departments and their culture. Let's put up the picture. Let's keep that up. Four days, four days after a black man hung himself in a Savannah police interrogation room. Cops allegedly circulated a meme of the black man hanging himself in a mass text message. Asking if it was too early for a black officer to receive it. William Zachary Harvey's family and their attorneys have now filed a $12 million wrongful death lawsuit against Savannah and against three of his former officers following this tragic death. Mr. Harvey was 60 years of age. He was arrested April 2021 after he unintentionally cut another man's hand with a knife. The lawsuit details. Harvey and another man got into an altercation. And a third man told police he fell into a knife Harvey was holding while trying to break up the fight. It was an accident. Savannah police detective Silver Lushner said Harvey was emotional. He was mumbling as he explained what happened in an interview room at the agency's headquarters, April 2nd. Once again, 2021, it was all captured on the body worn camera. He told the detective that he was paranoid schizophrenic, really depressed, had anxiety. These are all mental health conditions that should have been taken seriously. Harvey said he was on medication for depression and he was crying during the interview. Once again, he's there for a mistake. He was distraught over the arrest, worried that his mother and probation officer would be disappointed. According to the lawsuit's description of the footage, Harvey, who has said he's not a violent person, told the detective he'd rather die than go to jail. And police would have to kill him before he would go back. He told the detective that he stabbed the man who was intoxicated in self-defense. The lawsuit says another officer, Matthew White, reported that Harvey was emotional and upset during the interview, during which he reportedly cried, I can't go back to jail, Harvey said. There's more. Lushner reported, reportedly also observed the handcuffed man bang his head on the table in the interview room. The detective believed that Harvey's self-defense argument could actually be valid. That's when attorneys for Harvey's family said Lushner left the room to speak to his supervisor, leaving the suicidal man to die. According to the lawsuit, Harvey was left in the interview room unmonitored for 20 minutes in the early morning of April 3rd when he tied his shoestring around his neck. 
An autopsy report ruled the man's death a suicide. He also had cocaine and Zoloft, an antidepressant in his system. His family's attorneys argue police failed to protect or safeguard Mr. Harvey. Despite being aware of his suicidal ideation and mental state, officers left him unattended in the room without cameras. The city of Savannah showed deliberate indifference to Mr. Harvey's medical and mental health, according to Harold Spence, who is the attorney. What's more disturbing, according to Spence, was that on April 7th, now remember the timeline. This is a few days after, April 7th, 2021, white Savannah Police Department officers circulated a meme of a black man with a rope around his neck who performed a gymnastic move while flipping, then hanging himself. Is this too early to send this to Green? Wrote Officer David Curtis in a group chat. The police department also fired Detective Luchner, his supervisor and Officer White, who also observed Mr. Harvey's state before leaving him in the room unsupervised to die. Then police chief Roy M. Mentor said in a June 15, 2022 press conference that in 35 years, in his 35 years of law enforcement, he had never seen a person left unmonitored while in custody. He said the department already had implemented changes to ensure policies will be followed in the future from the chief all the way down to the corporal sergeant positions. However, he said he did not think any of these officers had any malicious intent in what they did. I'm going to bring you a policy dynamic right front and center. You see right now, the law requires that an officer who kills or severely severely injures somebody that they have intent to do so, it's called man's rail. If you do it or if I do it, we don't need intent. We just need to be so grossly negligent that we knew or should have known it may lead to the injury or death of another human being. That is our standard. The officers, police, the cops, they have a different standard than you and I. The George Floyd Policing and Accountability Act sought to eradicate that difference so that officers could also be prosecuted under the same theory of law rather than the difference that exists today. All right, sharing thoughts here. There's a strong history of lynchings in Georgia, as you know, our audience knows Savannah in particular. And I think that that history is connected to Mr. Harvey's untimely death and the lack of caring about him as a human being. It really is, I, you know, is it too soon? It's too late for that mm. entire department and the culture within it. I hope the family gets money, won't bring Mr. Harvey back, right. nor compensate for his final moments pain, including the emotions, Dr. Ritchie. It's sick and I, I really think the department has to be taken over federally somehow. And this has to be reckoned with. Yeah, quickly. And that's why we need a federal government who is responsive, responsive to departments that show themselves to be antithetical to humanity.
All right, racism alive and well. Black woman, successful business leader, has a racist neighbor. Let me give you the background. All right, let's put a picture up for a mask. Her name is Angel Pittman, 20 year old entrepreneur. She had dreams of creating and operating her own mobile hair salon. In September, she purchased an acre of unrestricted land in North Carolina for $10,000 and three school buses for $14,000. Good deal. Her plan was to turn one into a living space while occupying the other two as mobile salons. Now remember, she's only 20 with a remarkable idea. But her plans were quickly turned upside down when a racist white neighbor began terrorizing her and vandalizing her property. When she first visited the property and later during the closing of the land, she felt something was off in the predominantly white neighborhood, but forged ahead with her plans. During the closing, Ms. Pittman encountered an elderly white man who lived across her property, who she said, and I quote, had already given me weird vibes. But there were no indications of his intolerance. About a week after closing on September 23rd, she returned with her mom to drop off the buses. This time she said the man approached them and asked, why are you guys here? Are y'all looking for shade? This is, as I have said before, the equivalent of saying, where are your freedom papers? You don't have the right to travel here. You don't belong in this neighborhood, etc. There's more. When Ms. Pittman returned with her parents a week after dropping the buses off, the neighbor's behavior became more violent. He sat over there and had his gun out the whole time, she said. He was like, get the F off of my lawn. And that we need to get them effing buses off of his lawn. So basically saying my land was his. She then noticed her buses had been vandalized. The glass windows were broken, racial slurs were etched. The man prominently displayed Confederate flag, swastikas, and KKK signs all over his yard, which Ms. Pittman said weren't there when she previously visited the plot. There's more. Let's put it up. Images of the damage can be seen here on Ms. Pittman's GoFundMe page where she is raising money to help recoup her losses and buy more unrestricted land right around that racist SOB. Pittman and her family are all afraid to return to her land right now for fear of safety. That is the GoFundMe, that GoFundMe is doing well. More to the area where Pittman decided to purchase the land, Salisbury, a city within Rowan County. Rowan County is roughly 80% white, 17% black. It is considered a sundown town, a Jim Crow era term used to reference overwhelmingly white neighborhoods known for racial segregation. Catherine, excuse me, Catherine Mellon Sharon, a history professor at North Carolina State University says sundown areas remain prevalent in places like Rowan County to limit home ownership for black Americans. The Jim Crow saying was inward, don't let the sun go down on you in this town. 
Now this is actually a perfect opportunity for the federal government to get involved. Why? Because we do have a federal statute that allows the federal government to intervene. There is in fact property or housing discrimination violation. They can get involved now, we just gave them a window. There's more, seeing the vandalism and afraid her land and buses could have been wired with bombs or bear traps. She called the police. When the Rowan County Sheriff's deputies arrived, Ms. Pittman and her parents reported that they saw a hate crime. But the deputies at the scene immediately brushed it off, telling her, "Oh yeah, uh, they do that all the time. Pittman said, the police talked to us for a little bit, but they did nothing. They just wrote a report and that was it. So in an interview with the Guardian, one of the sheriff's captains, Mark McDaniel, said the officers who went to the scene knew the elderly white man. I'm sure they did. And they observed the damage, the broken windows and the stuff that was spray painted on. When posed a question about the recourse for the attack, McDaniel said the incident happened before he started at the office. However, he said according to the report filed by the deputies, there is no indication it was a targeted attack because the neighbor always had white supremacy signs displayed. <laughs> That's it, fellas. He was racist before they got there. So what is there to see here? That's insane. The mere fact that he had signs up before or after doesn't change the reality of his motive, which is racism. You see, that's how this works, detectives. All right, sharing thoughts here. You have so much education and schooling, I almost don't even want it wasted on these fools in case they're listening as you had to break down what is so rudimentary. This is, this is easy stuff, this is called economic terrorism, Dr. Ritchie, racist telling black people you will not take up land here, you won't own it. And at this point, because the local authorities took a bottle of dum dum, people who are deemed to have done this racist should have to give up their land. There's she shouldn't have to worry about going back there. They shouldn't be there when she does. Yeah. All right. We will follow this story as it develops. I'm sure it will. We have more on the other side. It's indisputable, stick and stay. Welcome back. Always good to have you. We have a lot of comments. Let me read as many as I can. Mickey C, the Silver Hair Dragon, says, Can we be sure he hung himself? Wasn't Lynch by the cops, question mark? It sounds far more believable. I'm with you on that. More evidence to come. All right. Okay. Cooking with Miss D says, Now to Satan can run for president and not have to run against Trump. That may be the idea here. All right. Uh, Tracy Ravenhawk. If I was rich, I'd build her a moat around the dude's house. That's exactly what I was thinking. If I had the money, I would just say, listen, I'm gonna give you a bunch of money. The one thing you have to do is buy all the property around him. And I want you to move in every black person in the local community for free, right around him, all right? Uh, the Lying Truth, welcome to Indisputable. Thank you so much for your support. And Twitch, let's go to Mind Grifter. I'm going to be involved in it, but I am going to I I'm going to be involved in it, but I'm going to sign the extradition order. Definitely not involved though. Right. Not involved. All right. Got something for you. 
Ladies and gentlemen, I wish a Karen would. You want to call the police on him for having a barbecue on a Sunday? You're your friend. Back off. I'm going to tell them there's an African-American man threatening my life. You did the same thing. Do you live here? Stop touching me. Do you live here? Stop touching me. Do you live here? Stop touching me. Stop touching me. Do you live here? Stop touching me. Do you live here? Stop touching me. Stop touching me. Do you live here? Stop touching me. Stop touching me. You need to get away. Go to your mom's house. You need to get away. Go to your mom's house. Stop hitting me. I'm not hitting you. Stop hitting me. It gets even worse. Let me take you to the beginning and show you the extreme Karenicity in this one. I don't care. Yeah, thank you. You cannot come all the way over here, have that energy to come all the way here to harass me. Harass you? Yes, you are harassing me, ma'am. You need to get away from me. You don't belong here. You need to you leave me here? alone. Do you live here? You need to leave me alone, ma'am. Do you live here? Ma'am, you need to Do leave me alone. Do you live here? You what apartment are you in? Alone. What apartment are you in? It's not your business. Yes, it is. We came here to visit my mom, me and my child, and we deserve that. So we, you need to leave me alone, man. You need to get away. You come all the way from there. Coming over here, it's not okay. Arms and who you arms. So you need to you need take to, care of your mom. No, it's not your business. What Go I do is not your mom. What I do is not your business, ma'am. Go take your mom. What I do is not your business. <laughs> so you're telling me that I cannot sit over here? Is that what you're saying? You can sit here if you want to. Then why are you bothering and me? I was sitting over care. here. I was you sitting over here. You, you saw me while you're sitting over there. You come all the way, leave all your stuff just to harass me. I cannot sit over here. That is not okay. <laughs> okay. You say that I'm not, I don't belong over here. Do you and live that here? is not. Now you will see the criminal activity continue. Here it is. Do what you, you said was, do I don't live belong here? here. You give me a hand in the middle hand. Do you live here? You're harassing me. You, you did the same thing. Alone. Do you live here? Stop touching do me. Do you live here? Stop touching me. Do you live here? Stop touching me. Stop touching me. Do you live here? Stop touching me. Do you live here? Stop touching me. Stop touching me. You need to get away. Go man. to your mom's house. You need to get Go away. To your Stop hitting me. I'm not hitting Stop you. Stop hitting me. Stop touching my phone. Stop okay, touching that's my phone. It. That's it. You're done. Thank you. And call me, please. Okay. I'm going to call the police right now. You go ahead. Okay. Thank you. I will call everybody that I know over here who lives over here as well. You broke my skin. Thank you. Jan? Jan? Call 911. Sit over here, Call 911. Look what you did. Oh my God. Oh, look what the black woman upstairs did to me. OG Karen, let's be honest. You deserve to catch them hands. You were violent. You were aggressive. You threatened someone. You physically assaulted them, and you picked up a big ass book like you were going to hit them. Okay? She defended herself. But what do you see here? You see an individual who is well aware of the art of white tears weaponized against an innocent person. She knew exactly 
what she was doing. I believe that entire ordeal was calculated. Some of you may say no, 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 no. She, she just got caught up in the moment. That's because you may be a decent person. But this individual is not, this was a calculation. This was let me continue until I get a response that I can utilize in order to penalize another person. Please keep in mind, she created a life and death situation. You go running to someone in a building saying you've been attacked. You are an elderly, seemingly sympathetic individual and they take that seriously. Many of us would be tricked by things like this. Somebody approaching us saying this happened to me, it's an elderly woman. You don't think she's making it up. Why would somebody do that? Why would somebody make that up? It was all made up. Thankfully, we have the video evidence to prove it. These are the dangers of Karenicity in America. All right, sharing thoughts here. But you're brilliant and you're right. Calculated and in costume right down mm. to the stereotypical one inch barrel curls that grannies yeah. love to don. Don't let it fool you. This is a violent thug granny who may also do Pilates and weight training three to five days per week. She's strong <laughs> and she's a fraud and yeah. she must be exposed. So keep those cell phones out, keep yeah. recording. That's right, let's put the picture up of this Karen. You see, it looks like to me she has, how do they say it Sharon? A superhuman strength, mm -hmm. that's she's how strong. Say. Very strong. Yeah. All right. <laughs> There's a throwback. I was reminded of this throwback. It is a classic double dose. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a In Sunday? You're going to feel free. Back off. I'm going to tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. You don't adjust your hours just because you feel like it. I didn't do it because I felt like it, Ms. Hoffman. I was you doing did. it to help the fire people who, to get inside the building. Who told you to open the building early? Did your boss, Susan Offerman, tell you to start your hours early today? I was not supposed Did, to start my hours early okay. today, but like I was but telling nothing. you, the fire people had to get inside. They were sitting Who out there for boss? almost an hour. Who is your boss? Is your boss Susan Offerman or the fire marshal? Who is your boss? Ms. Offerman, you my boss. I, okay. I, I, I never, I so never said you hours? was my boss. I, I explained my hours to you. 6.30 to 3. Yes. I mean, I mean, no one asked you to come in early. No one asked you to come in early. No, no. I don't know. I, I don't understand. You, do, you are not supposed to open this building until 6.30. Your shift starts at 6.30. I understand that. But like I said, I had to make the adjustment because they were no, sitting outside in their cars trying not, to get in. You did not have to make the adjustment. The only one that changes your schedule is me. The only person that gives permission for your schedule to be different from 6.30 to 3 is me. They are not your boss. I have to call HR. I just want you to know that. Okay, what's your, what, what's, 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 what's I, I, mean? I don't know, I'm gonna see what they say. She has no idea what she's going to call HR by. She's just going to see what they say. This is a throwback, Karen, but highlights some very important factors. Number one, let's put up the picture. If your hiring manager has that hairstyle, she is a Karen. That's point number one, okay? Point number two, she is penalizing a black man because he in fact is a good Samaritan, dutiful and comes to work early. She then proceeds to talk to him as if he is 
maybe three, possibly four years of age. According to the janitor who recorded this, he believed this throwback Karen from August 2016, forced him out of the school afterwards, leading him to resign. He later called it a trip. He was not able to get employment back at the institution. Fulton County Schools, Fulton County Schools had released a statement regarding the janitor, Jonathan Holly, and Webb Bridge Middle School Principal Susan Offerman. It says, and I quote, we are aware of it. Of an August 2016 video that shows Webb Bridge Middle School Principal Susan Offerman being recorded by a former employee who was brought in to meet with her again for his continuing issues of coming to work late and leaving early. Mrs. Offerman was subsequently on medical leave, and while on leave, the school continued to have personnel issues with this employee. This employee was not terminated, but did resign in May 2016. Uh, not a lot of smoke for the obvious uh, disrespect by this principle. Fascinating to me. Uh, but once again, why do Karens Karen? Because typically they have been protected in their Karenicity by way of government action, police misconduct, and others. Sharing thoughts here. And the hair industry. <laughs> right. And the hair industry, you are correct, doctor. I looked it up while you were going through your commentary doc, kept yes. one eye on the screen. One and two on the list of top hair do's to avoid unless you yes. want to look like a Karen. The right. spikes and the skunk highlights, yes. it's all there. Right there, all right? And listen, if you're going to be a Karen, I encourage you go all the way, okay? Go all the way. All right, we got more. On the other side is indisputable stick and stay. All right, welcome back. We have a lot of show left. Let me read at least one comment. Biden flavor corn pop. This Karen got way more issues than hair. Yep, agreed. All right, major pastor. Let's put him up full mass. Southern Baptist Convention. All right, disgraced. Former Southern Baptist President, Mr. Johnny Hunt, is now suing the denomination he once served over. This is about sexual assault allegations. When I get into the meat of this, you're going to say, wow. According to a complaint filed in federal court for the Middle District of Tennessee, lawyers for the Reverend Johnny Hunt a longtime Georgia megachurch preacher, admits he, and I quote, had a brief, inappropriate, extramarital encounter with a married woman in 2010, but claims the incident was consensual and that it was a private matter and should have not made public, should have not been made public in a major 2022 report. Some of the precise details are disputed, but at most, the encounter lasted only a few minutes and it involved only kissing and some awkward fondling, according to the complaint. <laughs> now, this is, his, this is his complaint now, okay? There's more. The complaint said Hunt sought counseling and forgiveness for the incident. Now, I don't know if he sought forgiveness from white Jesus or black Jesus. That is not currently in the complaint. Which the complaint said was a sin. However, 
the right Reverend Hunt never disclosed the incident to the First Baptist Church of Woodstock, Georgia, where he was the pastor for 30 years, or to the SBC's North America Mission Board, where he was a vice president until resigning in 2022. The incident became public in May 2022 after being discovered by investigators at Guide Pulse Solutions, a consulting firm hired to investigate SBC leaders and their handling of abuse. Now, if you remember, we actually covered this right here on Indisputable. That this particular domination, denomination has covered sexual abuse crimes against children. When they engaged in a third party investigation, it was discovered it wasn't just children, it was women, it's a lot of people involved in this cover up and criminal activity. So you have a top guy caught up in this as well, Reverend Hunt. Reverend Hunt doesn't like the fact that they reported on the findings that included him. All right, so that's your genesis of the lawsuit. Guidepost investigators included in the incident report as part of their report and described it as a sexual assault. Those investigators said they found the allegations against Reverend Hunt credible. The former SBC president at first denied the allegation, like they all do, then claimed the incident was consensual. The complaint alleges the Southern Baptist Convention and guideposts engaged in defamation and libel, that they invaded Hunt's privacy and intentionally caused emotional harm. The decision to smear Pastor Johnny's reputation with these accusations has led him to suffer substantial economic and other damages, according to the complaint. He has lost his job and income. He has lost current and future book deals. And he has lost the opportunity to generate income through speaking engagements. Well, damn, Reverend, if you simply would have not tried to sleep with women in the congregation or married women under your leadership, sir, you may not be in this position. But you admit you engaged in inappropriate activity, misconduct. Immoral behavior, unethical practice. You admitted that. You or your attorney must be the dumbest SOBs I have seen on paper. You are literally admitted to the issue at hand. Did they have a good faith basis to conclude that you, sir, are filed? You provided the evidence they need to beat you in the court of law. You'll figure that out very soon. There's more. Hunt also claims he was made a scapegoat to pay for the SBC's past sins. These are the sins we covered at Indisputable a few months ago. He said current SBC leaders and guideposts were engaged in damage control to repair the 13 million member denomination's reputation by focusing on the alleged, uh, on the allegation against Pastor Johnny. An allegation by an adult woman that involved non-criminal conduct, he says. And by then taking aggressive action against Pastor Johnny, the defendant sought to create the appearance that the SBC has learned from its previous mistakes and is now working to protect victims of sex crime, the complaint claims. Defendants, 
decision to feature the allegation against Pastor Johnny in their public report was a strategic decision to deflect attention from the SBC's historical failure to take aggressive steps to respond to reports of child abuse and other sex crimes in his past, the complaint claims. A spokesperson for the SBC's Nashville-based executive committee said, SBC leaders are aware of the suit. We are reviewing the complaint and will not be commenting on active litigation at this time, the spokesperson said in a statement. Um, well, preacher, um, some of these things may be true. I'm sure uh, a person of your you know, stature had at least one or two people that didn't like them. You provided the ammunition, sir, your actions that are at question. I'm sure you had a morals clause that you had to sign, take responsibility for it. It is what it is. If your conduct was legal, fine, so be it. The complaint or the report does not suggest that your actions were illegal. Once again, you're providing information not in question. Nobody's questioning if you did anything illegal. They are questioning if you are able to lead morally. All right, Sharon, thoughts here. Doesn't sound like he is, and I'm with you. It's slimy, grimy, and why would you put pen to paper and admit all of this and right. do the work for others? I also, Dr. Richie, believe HBO might come after him because this looks like it's ripped off right from the script of Righteous Gemstones, yep. Eli Gemstone, the <laughs> Patriarch. This is right out of this, this slimy mega church pastor played by John Goodman, Pastor Johnny. So mm -hmm. I really think he's going to have another problem on his hands. That is so interesting. I never put that together. Fascinating. Watch it. All right. Very sad situation. Rockdale County, a man inside of the sheriff's facility neglected. Okay, died. Let me show you the video. Here it is. In the video, a flash through the door is a jail guard sparking his taser. Why is he trying to spark his taser? This is an attempt to startle the deceased inmate. When he doesn't move, guards then enter the cell to find the lifeless body. They do not immediately render aid as they are commanded to. This is a display of the disregard of life. Okay, now I'm going to show you some disturbing dynamics here. This is an indisputable exclusive. Let's put up the picture of the young man, okay? A man arrested for disorderly conduct during a mental health episode, a mental health episode died in the Rockdale County, Georgia facility on March of 2018. His autopsy found he died of dehydration after begging his captor to help him. This happened in Conyers, Georgia, Rockdale County, okay? His name is Shaley Tillerson. He was only 22 years of age when he died in sheriff's custody in Rockdale County, Georgia. Now we have some more information. You know who gave us this information? The police did. Yeah, officers who were 
outraged by this cover-up, by this willful neglect of human life, contacted us. We're gonna tell this story properly. A grand jury report states, Mr. Tilson did not indicate or appear suicidal. Yet he was confined to a suicide cell in the Rockdale County Jail and held in the cell eight days from March 4th until he died of lack of water on March 12th. Imagine dying of lack of water, a slow death, a painful death. Your organs simply start shutting down because of dehydration. Here's an excerpt from the report, says and I quote, as outlined above, medical, mental health and jail staff through complacency, reluctant assumptions and lack of procedures, training, leadership and adherence to policy, failed to recognize and address the mental state and physical decline, Mr. Tilson. This was a special investigative grand jury. They concluded this. Let me show you a photo. Tell you what you're looking at, okay? In this photo, this is Mr. Tilson banging on his cell door. Begging for jealous to help him. He also pressed the emergency call button that's on the wall of his cell. It's actually on the left side of the wall facing toward the door. He was hitting the button because they tell you, if you have an emergency, hit this button. It was later reported the button never even worked. Tilson family attorney's complaint noted Tilson was the subject of four separate use of force incidents on March 4th. Videos of the use of force were reported lost. They were reported lost according to the grand jury. However, one former Rockdale County Sheriff's deputy told Indisputable he had seen the video and Tilson was clearly abused. This anonymous sheriff's deputy said, and I quote directly to us, they shoved him so hard. He flew back and hit his head against the wall. And he was a little guy. The grand jury report says use of force was rumored to have been used against him. It wasn't rumored, that's what happened. The deputy told us directly. Another former deputy who wished to remain anonymous says one supervising sergeant, Dan Lang, was transferred to the jail after he was caught taking guns and drugs. Caught taking guns and drugs out of an evidence lockup he was in charge of supervising. All right, let's put it up. Mr. Tilson died in a trash heap. Dan Lang then falsifies the check log in an attempt to conceal his malfeasance, committing another crime. Additionally, the DVR containing that day's recording has now unexpectedly vanished, gone. Magic, once again, we got that from a former Rockdale County Sheriff, deputy, we confirmed all credentials. There's more, indisputable received an evidence and storage audit report 
from the Rockdale County Sheriff's Office outlining the jail supervisor's Dang Lang's crimes. Officer Lang was transferred to the jail <clears throat> following his involvement in the scandal, allegedly stealing 47 firearms out of the evidence lockup. 10 cases of narcotics and about $40,000 in cash. That's in the report, okay? The department insiders say Lang wasn't the only one involved in the scheme. Lang faced 43 charges of felony theft, but was not fired. 43 charges of felony theft, but was not fired. Allowed to resign from the department instead. We reached out to former internal affairs commander for Rockdale, Commander Marlene Ashford, who has since left the department. She told Indisputable, key evidence from her investigation into Tilsa's death went missing. Third time, magic happened. Everybody is abracadabra here. Now you see it, now you don't. Including video of the use of force against the inmate on March 4th. She said that disappeared too. This is an internal affairs investigator. Put up the picture. You have the sheriff of Rockdale County. His name is Eric Levitt. I know Eric Levitt. I'm gonna say this to you, sir. When my investigative producer told me about the tip we received. I actually believed that the information we would get would show you to be an honorable person because that's who you have represented yourself to be. We have friends in common and you and I have met on multiple occasions. Sir, I sit here today to tell you, you are no honorable man at all. You are quite the opposite. And you have my word, I am going to do everything in my power to make sure you're no longer sheriff of that county. Eric Levitt and his chief deputy, Dale Holmes, you see them right there. Ashford says she reported directly to the chief and chief deputy and turned her evidence over to both of them. Conclusive evidence. Chief Eric Levitt, excuse me, Sheriff Levitt is running for office again. A representative of Rockdale County reached back out to Indisputable and instructed us to submit an open records request for the deputy's records overseeing Tilson. It was settled in court. We will not be making any statement on that at all. That came from the PIO of the Sheriff's Office. Indisputable received a settlement form through a public records request from the county showing the county settled with Tilson's family for more than $1,100,000. 11 Alive News reported two more sheriff deputies, Lester Wiley and Brian Solomon were charged with battery against the inmate in September in the same Rockdale County Jail in Conyers, Georgia. This was after significant public outcry. So here's what has happened. At Indisputable, we have been able to put the pieces together that have not been put together. 
This will cause an ish storm, Eric, in your jail, in your county. Now, at some point, everyone who's involved should absolutely have to face the music. You have an internal affairs investigator who has clearly said you all did something illegal here. Evidence has been hidden or destroyed. You have multiple instances of vanishing video, corrupted evidence, and then engaging in a transfer with an individual who had over 40 felony charges. What are you thinking? I remember when you got elected to that post, Sheriff. It was this wave of newness in Rockdale County. As a matter of fact, when you won, the entire county flipped. I remember you won by less than 1% of the vote. The people trusted you. Sharon, thoughts here. First, he beat him, and then he joined him, apparently. First, Sheriff Levitt won the seat, and then he joined everything that he was supposed to be against. Evidence can only disappear with this frequency and in this way if there's organized crime, mafiosa, a syndicate. And it stops at the top. I cannot wait for the campaign attack ads using, starring perhaps, this investigative report, Dr. Ritchie. This is sick. And this sheriff, he should get off the ballot now. Yeah, quickly. Um, And let me say this to anyone at the sheriff's office who has more information. You contact us at Indisputable. Now I get it, a lot of cops are afraid of cops. I ain't afraid of none of you. Give us information, I will report on factual evidence presented to Indisputable. We got more on the other side, Indisputable stick and stay. All right, welcome back, we have a lot of show left. Let me read a couple of comments, we're kind of pressed for time, all right. Uh, dissident PM, uh, if we don't add automatic discipline measures into whatever system of law enforcement we have, we will continue to see the system abused in order to avoid culpability. All right, uh, the voodoo you do, LOL, no he won't. The fact that he had the nerve to even file the lawsuit in the first place lets you know he has no shame and even less of a conscience, talking about the preacher. Uh, and Curly Burb, uh, since when is emotional harm a criminal offense? Uh, talking about the church pastor again. All right. Okay. Cops, employees charged with murder. Put them up. This is a hell of a story. A Virginia prosecutor has charged seven officers and three hospital employees with second degree murder over the death of a black man at a state psychiatric, psychiatric hospital earlier this month. I'm gonna read the names because I think it's important. Top row left to right is Henrico County Sheriff's Deputies Bradley Desse, Brandon Rogers, Dwayne Bramble, and Tabitha Laveri, Jermaine Branch. Bottom row left to right is Kyle Sanders, Randy Boyer, Central State Hospital workers. Are Darian Blackwell, Sidarius Williams, and Wavy Jones. It is not clear what jobs they had at the facility. To put up the picture of the man who should be alive, 
but he is not. 28 years of age. Ervo Noel Otieno was taken into emergency custody on March 3rd after experiencing a mental health distress. According to his family's attorneys, he may have gathered what it sounds like are solar powered lawn lights from a neighbor's yard. And it was something that we view as a misunderstanding, but the police were called. He spent three days in a local jail in Henrico County, south of Richmond, Virginia, where his family's lawyer says he was brutalized by officers, including being pepper sprayed, stripped naked and deprived of his medications. Before being transferred to Central State Hospital, a state run mental facility in Dinwiddie County. Antiano was restrained with handcuffs and leg shackles throughout the hospital intake process. According to the county commonwealth attorney, Ann Cobble Baskerville, in court on Wednesday, she said videos show that seven sheriff's deputies held him on the ground for some 12 minutes. They smothered him to death, she said. He died of suffocation, asphyxia, due to being smothered. The video shows deliberate and cruel treatment, said Baskerville, who filed a criminal information charge. A way of beginning criminal proceedings without needing a grand jury's vote. In a statement shared with NPR, Baskerville described that as a rare but necessary step. The quote, this legal tactic is for the purpose of protecting other Henrico County Jail residents. The deputies were placed on administrative leave. Pending the outcome of the case, County Sheriff Alyssa Gregory said on Tuesday, they were arrested, each facing one felony charge of second degree murder and turned themselves in to a state police that same day. The Sheriff's Office says it is cooperating with the Virginia State Police investigation into the incident as well as conducting its own independent review. Now this is a developing story. But what factors are we aware of now? Number one, he never should have went to jail, never. This was not a criminal act. He did not understand exactly what was happening. It was a misunderstanding, but he goes to jail. He's in this jail and individuals who are cowards that would like to be tough or act tough because they are truly weak and small. They decided to torture this man and then eventually let him go handcuffed and shackled to another another facility. And when they do this, every time they do this, they create another distinct and measurable separation between cop and community. Now you have people who are designated by operation, by job, by career to help. And they don't. So medical staff arrested for murder here. Look at what happened with the case in Memphis. Once again, medical staff, medical personnel indifferent to human life. We thought this issue was just a police issue. We are seeing permeations of this, not only in law enforcement, but in medical personnel and even firefighters. We are starting to see it. All right, sharing thoughts here. You know, in my days as a newscaster, Dr. Richie, I would often say, and I really didn't care what my colleagues felt. I was gonna say what I needed to say on every 
single day, you're no better than your collective audience. Mm. And on some of those days, you rival some of the worst we cover. And so you might wanna remember that as you showed the mug shots there of these people, I, I wish they could have gotten that early lesson. It's too late now because yeah. of that separation and that other. I'm disgusted yep. by the yeah. details here, what we do know. We're gonna bring the updates as they come. We are hoping that the investigative prowess of this DA remains steadfast, all right? Okay, um, white California students caught on video being what? Racist in a car. Here it is. You know what I hate? I don't like. Wait. I don't like. Hold on. I don't like. I don't like. I don't like. I don't like. All right, let's put the picture up because I'm going to give you some context here. Okay, now. You may think they are just simply saying words. Well, not true. So a viral clip captures white teen girls from Valencia High School and West Ranch High School driving around, uh, talking into a microphone, a racist song, all right? So it's interesting because when you look at the chatter on social media, there's a mixed perception. The song they were allegedly singing, was made by recording artist London Yellow. The music of the song, I don't like in words, features him dressing up like a slave, playing with a noose and singing racist lyrics about black people and Asian people. Despite its hateful content, it is still available on multiple streaming platforms. Let me give you the response from the school. So the school district officials say they became aware of the video on or around March 12th and are taking actions to discipline the students and address the community's outrage regarding the racist act. Reports, the Los Angeles Times, the district superintendent, Mike Coleman, condemned the vile footage saying his administration would take a strong and proactive, strong and proactive steps to send the message that this type of blatant racism, blah, 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 won't be tolerated. In a statement to the public, he wrote, and I quote, the Hart District will not condone this type of hate speech. We have taken proactive steps to ensure that it is our intention to promote an equitable, safe, and inclusive environment for all of our students. Teachers, school personnel, parents, and students were alerted via email. Some were also interviewed regarding the disturbing video. So this is a real investigation, so to speak. Local police were also contacted regarding the video's social media fingerprint. That's the forensics. Uh, disciplinary action has already been taken. And we will follow up to ensure that the individuals involved understand the harmful impact of their actions on other students, on families, on our district, and in our community, said the superintendent. Let me give you some past incidents here. In 2019, Teacher Kimberly Forbes filed a federal lawsuit against the high school, the district and administrators. Among many claims, she alleged she and her students had been harassed because of the color of their skin. The Signal SCV reports. The lawsuit claimed, and I quote, several black female students confided in the teacher about a white male student grabbing 
buttocks and breast, forcing them to watch porn and calling them monkeys and chimps. That was 2019. The boy allegedly said he would F her while wearing a Confederate flag to make my family proud. Forbes claims after reporting the allegation, she was retaliated against by her supervisor. School board member Sharice Moore said many in the community, particularly students, were not shocked by the recent video. She was told by many, the N word is frequently used on the campus, making her declare the board has a lot of work to do. If you see this story on social media, people, some people will say, well, how is it racist when a black person said it? It is racist. Listen to the context of the song before you make a proclamation to protect what these teenagers did. It was submitted in racist context, clearly. All right, sharing thoughts here. The thought is they got to clean everything up there. And it doesn't surprise me because when you look up Valencia, California, where one of the high schools you mentioned is Dr. Ritchie, you see all kinds of things that pop up, including warnings, warnings about the racism yep. and the lack of response to it. They've got to start over, if you will, if you can. If you can, all right. Okay, so I got more video, but will he A, be shot, B, have his rights violated, or C, fight the police and simply be apprehended? Which one do you think? Here it is. Why do you have a problem with that? You have a liquor bar in this airport. Listen, listen. I'm on a Your other 
All right, if you chose C, you were correct. Let's put up the picture full mass here. Uh, now you would notice that this was a full contact combat against the police. Nobody said he's reaching for my gun. Nobody even pulled out a gun on him. They only pulled out a non-lethal device after attempting to utilize their training to de-escalate the situation, posing reasonable questions. Sir, have you been drinking? How much have you had? What's your name? All right, Ms. Burbank, I highlight this male Karen to show that police officers are well aware of how to actually utilize the training they were given. Given the circumstance, I gotta say, these cops were super professional. What are your thoughts? Yeah, they de-escalated this and didn't have to use lethal force. It's, I don't know, was it a miracle? Or does it just demonstrate the systemic racism in our policing system? I don't know, you be the judge, I think it's the latter. Yeah. It's unfortunate that today, if you buy a flight, you have only a chance of getting on a plane, but it's not the fault of the desk agent. It's not the fault of anyone in the airport. It's not the fault of security. Tasers and tequila are a bad mix and this male, Karen here that was in Margaritaville, uh, I don't think it's gonna make it to his destination. Yeah, and you're gonna have to owe an extra 2000 plus to get out of jail. So that mm -hmm. didn't really work out for you, sir. Okay, very interesting. So a body cam catches a cop who tries to mm, finagle his self out of a DUI, here it is. Stay in your vehicle. Back in your car. I'm drunk? No, I'm the captain. Huh? A what? Captain. Of what? The big don't reach in your pocket. Get back in your car. You've been drinking tonight, sir. I'm a captain on the police department. What police department? Oklahoma City. What division? Investigations. You've been drinking? Turning my camera off. Okay. Go ahead and step out of the vehicle. You gotta be kidding me. How much we drink tonight, sir? I was at a poker game. Uh huh. Because you're swerving all over me when you turn off or you didn't use your signal. I'm sorry. You think you should drive it? No, but I came from four blocks. Your mom, your mom lives here. I live here. You live here? Yes. You got any weapons or anything on you? I do not, sir. Just turn around, we'll patch it down. Go ahead. All right, there's more video. Here it is. Sir, can turn that off? I cannot, sir. Please. I know you're aware of our body cam policy. You know I cannot turn I, off this body cam. I do, but I'd like to talk to you. I can't do mm -hmm. that, sir. Please. Please, I'd like to talk to you. One, are you going to do the test or not? Will you please talk to me? 
I'll talk you, to you once we're done. You can turn it off and you can turn it on. I can turn it off once I'm done with my investigation, sir. Okay. I'm asking you. I'm a captain police department. I understand that, sir. I get And that. I am a sergeant on this police officer, and I I've taken an oath to uphold the law. I, I don't not. show favoritism to anyone, regardless. I don't I, care if you're a gangbanger or the president of the United States. Sir, I'm not asking you for that. If I was to treat you differently than I was to treat like some Southside loco or some pedo, how's that look on me? Okay, I'm not asking you for that. Because I wouldn't do that for any of them. Sergeant Skinner, please. Are you going to do the test or not, sir? I will. I will do whatever you ask. Okay, once we complete the test, I'll turn off my body camera. Once I'm done with my... Put his picture up, okay? Trying to utilize his government positional authority uh, to get away with a crime. Uh, DUIs are very serious, sir. Uh, people die from them every day. And if you have a drinking problem, address it. It is not a sign of weakness to say you have a problem. I had to do the same in my life. You can do the same in yours. Obviously, you have a problem if you are willing to sacrifice your entire livelihood and the lives of others. Because you cannot control your drinking. Oklahoma City released the body camera footage on Thursday showing one of their own getting arrested. Captain James Matt French was pulled over early Sunday morning after the officer saw him swerving and speeding in what an unmarked city owned government vehicle. It was in his police car, okay? An officer was able to catch up to the vehicle after it pulled into the private driveway of a house French said he and his mother stayed at. Once he stepped out of the car, French can be heard telling the cop that he was a at a poker game and had three or four beers. He said, had his last beer around midnight, a little short of two hours before being pulled over. French continued to visibly struggle with the field sobriety test, etc. All right, Sharon, uh, this is atypical, right? But the officer who responded the way he responded, that's not very typical. Many times they do play the game, and all of a sudden we find out about it five years later when there's no evidence, no video, just a rumor, and maybe one sheet of paper. Yeah, this guy who made the arrest doesn't have many friends in the department. <laughs> right. I can tell you that, Dr. Richie. And the captain, I mean, stinking drunk, probably reeked like warm beer on, on right. the barroom, bathroom floor, but still, yeah, I'm a captain. <laughs> I'm a captain. You know, but still was sober enough to get that out there. Give me my privilege, yeah. captain. Yeah, I mean, they never get <sighs> you drunk for that. Right? Yeah, all right. Sharon, always a pleasure having you on the program. Tell people how they can follow you, check out your great work. I appreciate you at Sharon Reed Live across all platforms, Rebel HQ. I appreciate you always having me on, Doc. Always a pleasure. All right, remember, take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of the planet. Remember, the truth is always indisputable. <laughs>